2: Hello, terrible evening, and welcome to Pugwash and White, the weekly Argyle Life podcast. That was a terrible intro, but I just can't resist. Um, balls, basically. <laughs> uh, for those who are living under a rock, Argyle got absolutely, well, battered, really. Let's face it, 5 was arguably a bit generous, arguably. Um, destroyed by Fleetwood 5 when we were recording half an hour after full time. Um, so emotions are still quite raw. Um, you know, it, it was such a comprehensive defeat as well that I think we're going to be a bit more. We're probably going to be quite structured in this, um, methodical in this in this post mortem. Um, although I think, despite the raw feelings. Um, the key, I think, the number one thing to focus on here is this isn't the end of the world. It's not the end of the season. Just like losing four 0 to Exeter wasn't the end of our season last year. This is a very, very disappointing performance and an incredibly bitter feeling right now. But at the end of the day, if we can, you know, pick ourselves back up, string together three or four wins in the next what in December, then we won't be looking back on this result as much anymore, will we? Um, so. Without talking too much about the game and just more focusing on the feeling, Sam, how are you feeling right now? Uh,
3: quite, quite numb, quite stunned, really, Um, after, after such a really good run of performances. There was obviously, you know, the, the four wins in a row and then Portsmouth, which we probably should have won with how well we played uh, over most of the game, to then go today in a pretty much a similar team. A couple of changes, yes, they get absolutely obliterated, start to end. And uh, you know, made changes, didn't make it any better. If anything, maybe even made it a bit worse. And yeah, quite quite numb and quite and quite stunned really, completely a bolt out of the blue, moving we've been on such good form. The warning signs weren't really there, certainly not to that extent of, of how it turned out, just shocked as much as disappointed.
2: I mean I I would beg to differ about the warning signs. I've been really negative in the build up to this one. <laughs> um i i th- the first oh i should know yeah the first message i sent this morning was how many times will we hear pugwash today my guess was four so i was actually quite close um but th- the reason that i was more negative than probably you were was and, and i knew i haven't been on the podcast for you know, let's say personal reasons for the past couple of weeks but i almost came on last week but then chose not to but i had a bunch i made a bunch of notes pre podcast anyway in case I did take part Um, and one of the key things I highlighted well one of the notes was Fleetwood are going to counter quick and fast we need a plan to deal with that and Argyle have struggled this season against very direct 4-3-3s as you know that play fast football that have wings who are coming quite narrow and running at the defense and picking up the ball on the turn on the counter and we needed a plan to deal with that and fundamentally we 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 didn't have a special plan to deal with that. And that's basically the main reason why Fleetwood blitzed us as I was very much afraid they were going to. Finn?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I I come up, obviously, a 5-1 defeat is not a very nice um, feeling, but I come up from this perspective that I didn't really watch much of the game today. Something cropped up and I um, paid for the game, but I really only ended up watching 10 minutes of it. But even in those 10 minutes, I could just see that we weren't able to get hold of the ball, Uh, We were going long and it was coming straight back. We were not picking up the ball in the midfield. They were getting in behind. Um, um, But but
2: you didn't miss out. You did hear Pugwash.
1: I did hear Pugwash. Yeah. (laughs) But but arguably, like, I mean, I think I cursed myself by saying on the podcast last week that if there's one thing I don't want to happen is to hear Pugwash. And I heard it once and it nearly threw me. So, um, yeah. Um uh, by all accounts a really disappointing performance, but like you said, this team's good at bouncing back usually and um although um it is a really tough game against Peterborough I actually fancy us to get a better result than we would usually after a performance like this
2: um in terms of I'll tell you well, let's we're gonna go through a step by step um and you I'm gonna take a slight step ahead of where. I thought I was going to do it go, but you just mentioned last week's podcast, and I'll tell you what, what. So I wrote down with my pretty much notes for the podcast. I thought this is going to be a game for Camera. I know on the podcast you both, yeah, we're talking about how how does Conor Grant get back into the team ahead of Camera? Well, that ship <laughs> sailed quite fast.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I I kind of said I would have started Grant with Camera because I thought that it would be like a whole situation where they would have more of the ball than us. Um, But we didn't end up doing that and, or we did, sorry. And it didn't work. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. um, I I think with, 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 with camera, um, yes, he was dreadful. Absolutely. No denying that, but it was just 10 minutes. Let's, and to be fair, we, you know, we did play some of our, our best attacking football in that 10 minutes. Uh, admittedly not thanks to him as such, but um <laughs> yeah. I think maybe, maybe the changes that were made did us more harm than good because oh yeah, okay, yes, camera had a really, really, really bad ten minutes, but it was just a ten minutes. Um and, and he did at the end of the day get in a good position to to admittedly miss what would have been a, a chance he maybe could or should have done better with to, to bring us to to bring us to, 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 to two one down, which if we'd have got that goal, yeah, you know, it's two one, ten minutes in, that could be looking at a much different complexion. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick up for him a bit. Yes, he had an absolutely horrific ten minutes. He gave the ball away on four occasions, one of which led to a goal, and he missed a chance which arguably should have scored or at least could have scored. And with yeah, and and with that, yes, obviously that was a real stinking ten minutes. But it is only ten minutes. He would he would have almost certainly improved with that uh, had the game gone on. I think Ryan Lowe, with all due respect to him, it had a bit of a had a bit of an air about it of a kid who's got a new toy for Christmas and he has to use it first thing Christmas morning. You know, he, he's got five subs to play with. It was like you had to use one early on to make a point and then obviously you made another one midway through the second half and then three no, it was half through time. the first half. Yes, that's what the sorry, that's what I meant to say. You're all right. yeah, midway through yeah. the first half, and it yeah, and mean, then three four and half time. On
2: I mean, I'd sort of agree that I mean players have had bad ten minutes. I don't think I I I will grant you the situation was we're two down and Fleetwood was seemingly cutting through us at will, but I, the reason Fleetwood was cutting through us wasn't camera. For me. So so sort of going back to our my, my first thought ahead of this game was Argonne needed a plan to deal with this. Um and I, I've made no secret of the fact that I haven't enjoyed Canavan not being in this team. Nor have I not really enjoyed mcleod not being in this team. Because one of the key things you need defensively is leadership and organisation. You need people who are uh, you know, calm heads are communicating what to do. You can't defend as individuals. That's how you get pulled apart. And one thing Fleetwood really good at doing is putting defenders under pressure and making them you know make mistakes. And you need calm head. No, no, it's not even the calm heads. I'm not saying you know Poku, Fawn or Grant aren't calm heads. It's the communication was lacking for me and the leadership, and someone you know stepping up to determine exactly what needs to happen. And I, I think that was one of Argyle's big misses going into this game was be. It whether Watts or Apoko had started at centre-back, I, I, one of the notes I had was this is a litmus test for Opoku in the middle of the back three. Defensively, fine. Leadership, I've thought he's been lacking for weeks. And Madden, did, I, did he win the ball back once from Madden all game? Because uh, cause Canavan came on and won it back five or six times within about 20 minutes. But I can't remember Poku sort of putting a foot in, bar once at a corner, Um you know to sort of to stem and kill a counter attack and i can't remember conor gran or fauna doing much in the first half as a sole center defensive mid i thought this is a game where we should have probably looked to play three two you know with the two defensive mids i think that would have been a better way of getting around that that problem of fleetwood coming at us so it was right from the off whenever we went forward fleetwood would sit back and yeah we made a few inroads but then what would happen is as soon as they turn the ball over that ball was going up our end. It's going up our end fast, and we would have very few players back. And it would be three centre backs up against three very fast attackers and smart attackers.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, I, I, I think that I think that's fair to say. Um I think what what really was the the consistent theme both before and after making the sub Fornar on for, for Kamara was um, how how we were cut open in defence. We were cut open like a knife through butter. You know, it was. Um, and, and I think with, with making that sub, again, just to, just to heart back to that point, it did do more harm than good, because at least with that sort of dynam, dynamism going forward um, and, and having Grant as sort of the metronome DM, at least that did give us enough going forward to get forward and create chances. But obviously putting Fauna in there, um, we, we went a lot more long ball as well, which didn't help. It wasn't just the sub, it was a change of tactics. We went a lot more long ball. And, you know, for a first 10 that was, yes, we got cut open a bit, but we did also create chances. It then became the case we were still being cut open, but we weren't creating many, or indeed any chances. So that was a that that was a real disappointment. Um, we, we uh, the defense was just absolutely shocking because, to an extent of it, it was individual errors. And as, as much as I don't want to go down the uh, the Fraser route, if you like, I'm sure we'll be listening and saying, you know, it's just we've just got crap defenders that you know that yeah whatever. But um, it's just too many mistakes. It was a mistake by Ameson for the second. It was a mistake by Watts for the third. Cooper could maybe have done better with all five. Certainly the first second. three.
2: For the uh, second, he uh, gets two hands and it screw
3: and it goes yeah. through his... Well, I don't know what happened there. It just the second was was the worst of the five for him. But I think the second one, second, he just gets two hands on and and then lets it go. The first and the third, he's. You think he's a bit off his line. A bit off I line. want to
2: wait until I've seen it. Honestly, normally, for something like this, we have time to sort of analyse. But these chances were coming so fast that like, I even have a one-on-one where I don't know what happened. Literally, quote here, so much happened, I don't remember how the other one-on-one happened, but Cooper saved from Morris. Normally, I've got pretty mm. detailed notes, so coming out of it, I know roughly what happened. But I can't remember a thing. The third goal, I remember the defence screwed up, but I have no idea how. I just remember a big, massive players and a through if ball. I,
3: if I remember, Watts completely switched off and lost his man, I believe. I, I can't remember sure what switched either, but...
2: Watts came in to track a player because someone else wasn't. I think it was good movement. But fundamentally, none of the midfield, it was a run through I think it was a run through Argyle's midfield, and none of the midfielders dealt with it, which put the defence in trouble. Which is what I mean by leadership. You know, is a Poku saying, "You get in that position, you press him. I'm going to drop." It was a bunch of people. It you when you've got someone running at a defence, and no one, and you don't have the central voice who's saying, "You press, I drop," you might end up with two players pressing, two players dropping, and that's how you know gaps appear in defences. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's fair. Um, And going back to Cooper, I think the fourth and the fifth. Fourth, I, don't, I think he's the one he's least to blame for. Still, could he have maybe come and got the header? Would Palmer have maybe got the header? No, I don't think
2: he gets that. It's very near post. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can get to the header. But I thought the ball went quite close to him. But again, honestly, so much happened. I don't actually remember it well enough to. I, I, I put it down as a question mark. Could he have? Could he have? You know, should he have saved it? Could he have done better? How close was it to him?
3: And and the fifth is is, is a possibility. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe quite dive quick enough. Could he maybe get hands out? It's a bit harsh. It's not, it's a, it's central, not a real... Was the fifth? What was that? The fifth,
2: the fifth goal. The, the shot was quite central. It went over a shoulder.
3: Yeah, this is what I'm thinking. I think maybe you could do a bit better for the fifth as well, possibly. Not. It's not a stinker, but... Again, that's, you know, five goals. We're talking, could he maybe do better for all of them? There wasn't one that was, you know, like the two goals you can see against Pompey the other night. It was a penalty and it was a fantastic shot right into the corner. They were both unstoppable. But when when it's five goals, you kind of hope there's at least one of them where you say, yeah, you know, fair play. That's a real stunner. No keeper saving that. You don't want to be You don't want to be looking at all five and thinking, can you keep it a bit, bit better, can you? You, you? To be looking at all five goals and saying that, says something's gone seriously wrong. And I'm not going to yeah. go... Reactionary and say drop him like I'm seeing on Facebook but um, I I think he, he's got to have a serious rocket up his backside after that game because for, when he was on such good form he was improving he was maturing a lot as a keeper I think I had a real lot of good stuff to say about him after Monday night to then come out and have an absolute howler of a game like he did today Albeit he did still make a couple of good saves, which says how bad um, I defending one. And but, another good but, goal. Yeah, yeah, so he did make a couple of good saves, but he's still, you know, McCormick waiting in the wings. I wouldn't bring McCormick in for Tuesday night, but I think Lowe might be tempted to. <laughs>
1: I've got a couple of things that I want to touch on in terms of mm-hmm. outside of this game specifically. Um... One, this is now becoming a problem. Is we're not winning away from home, and we're not particularly putting in that. You know, we're not winning. We haven't won away from home yet, and that's going to kill us. If not, we in don't league, get, no. not in the league. Not in the league. If we don't get off the board soon, there. Um, that's one thing. And the other thing is, is uh, I, I'm not in any way comparing us to, uh, to, to, Man City football wise. Um, but um in this division i think this this team has a capacity to be a good team um but whenever you see and it's like man city they're a great team in the premier league for example but whenever you, they come up against um fast um direct counterattacks they all, that always seems to be their kryptonite and in about in guardiola's um sort of uh, probably four years there now, it continues to be a problem for them. And I think that's what's stopping them from really kicking on. And I, and I think that's, um, uh, you know, I, I compared those two because those are two managers, Lo and Guardiola, who like to stick to their, and most managers do like to stick to their formations and their principles. But ultimately, if we we need to come up with a solution to deal with these kinds of teams, because teams will figure out that well we can change to this and we'll probably beat them so yes,
2: you're right. you say that but portsmouth tried that they've been more successful 442 they came down here and they went 433 3, uh, 4, yeah 433 3, and we outplayed them and they had no threat so sure but so they, i'm not sure it's i'm not sure it's sorry
1: they didn't have yeah okay they had harmony i'm not
2: sure it's as simple as you just play 4-3-3 and get through i think you have to also, you know, I, the think, I think, it. I
3: think, it's very much a bit of both, isn't it? Because in the Pompey game, yes, they did try and do that, and yes, they did have some threats going forward. But we were a lot better defensively in that game than, than we were today. Yes, albeit a couple of mistakes for the two goals we conceded, but we were generally a lot better defensively in that game. Certainly not so many mistakes, and also, and here's the real kicker: is that we did we did keep the ball and we did play our play our natural game going forward against Portsmouth, which we absolutely did not do. Outside the first ten minutes, And I am quite concerned actually uh, about about Ryan Lowe and and the reaction. You know, not in a general sense. Obviously, he's been a fantastic manager, but about how he how he managed today, I think it was very much a reactionary decision that he made to completely abandon the way we were playing after the first ten. And I think um we we we, we have a group chat in which we message during games, and I think Nick, you know, to his credit, said something I absolutely agree with that making you know making those wholesale changes after the first ten minutes, bringing Fauna on and going a lot more long ball, did do more harm than good. Though I must
2: add that when I said that, I said retrospectively, because when he made that change and decided to try to pass it a bit less and be a bit more direct and a bit more defensive, I, I wasn't necessarily... Like, conventional wisdom is that, you know, if passing it and bringing it forward like that both wasn't working and was drawing our players forward, leaving spaces for the counter, then going a bit more direct and trying to build off that isn't necessarily a bad idea and we haven't been too bad like playing direct mm. so i mean i'm not saying we've been great what all i'm saying is that i wanted to make sure that i wasn't being capped in hindsight and saying oh we shouldn't have done this because what i said is retrospectively it didn't work but that's set working with hindsight because at the time i would have you know been thinking a similar thing so i just wanted to point out that yeah, Fair while enough. I highlighted that, I, I, you know, I'm not saying that I would have not fallen into that trap. I'm saying that it was, you know, a trap that he fell into. Um, so I was just going to quickly because I'm not sure if you've seen this because Finn, you didn't see the second goal. I've just sent you this uh, the video, of the second goal, quickly. Um, but 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 like, I think it. Sorry, this is the last time I'm going to sort of pick up. But I mean, but in terms of leadership, right? The, the second goal, there's a ball up in the air, and you've got two players. You've got. I think it's Camps is with Aimson, and you've got Madden who is with Apoku. And Apoku just stands and what? He doesn't go up and press Madden. He doesn't clean him out, win the ball. He, he's five yards away from Paddy Madden when Madden gets that flick on, and that leaves Aimson in this horrible position because he ends up being a yard either side of Madden and Camps. And in the end, he goes to try and you know, you know, pressure on Madden. So let's face it: if Madden takes that down, he can flick that into Camps who's running off the shoulder. So Aimson's in a horrible position. I point blank don't think Ameson made a, an error here. I think he got it wrong, but I don't think it's an error. I think he you know, he's losing either way. This was a case of if Fleetwood don't balls it up, then they're through, rather than Ameson made a mistake and they're through. My big mis- problem here is that Apoku is one should be on Madden, and when Kahneman came on the second half, he was on Madden. He pressed him, he won head as he kicked it away and didn't let them set up like this. And two, he's not, you know. W- I was, I was listening at the time, I didn't hear a shout, I heard nothing, and throughout most of the half, there was nothing. A poker here needs to show leadership, he needs to go up and win that ball, while also saying, aims and drop, watch the guy behind you, because he's the guy who's got eyes on him more than anything, and that's, you know, what and then, I've, I've God, if I found a video of the third, I'd be probably tearing the defending pieces on that too, because it's just mistake after mistake, and it's like, the one the, the on one, Callum Camps had a one on one at four nil, I think, and hit the post. And that comes from Argyle put players up for a corner. Corner gets cleared. Byron Moore picks up on the halfway line. He can pump it back forward. He takes it down. He tries to beat a player. Gets tackled, and all of a sudden, Fleetwood are about four on four on the counter. And Camps goes through and hits the post. Um, I can't remember how the other the fourth one on one happened in the first half. But Byron Moore with the most beautiful cushioned setup for the fifth goal as well. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if you remember what. What on earth was that? J- he couldn't have set that up any more perfect to be hit if he tried under very little pressure.
1: I would say I would say this, and I, I think we can also sh- kind of spin it into a positive, as weird as weird as that sounds. We 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 keep saying about these mistakes, um, and sure, like you can make mistakes. Mistakes like the defense can make mistakes, but you know, they become unacceptable when they're continually every week. And yes, I mean, we should have won the game against Portsmouth had it not been for Thank those mistakes. Thank God you space.
2: weren't talking about Fleetwood.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, no, we, we should have won the game against Portsmouth and um, many of those goals against, we'd have probably still lost, but many of those goals against Fleetwood today could have been avoided had it not been for individual mistakes. So they do need to be cut out. How I can spin this to a positive is, um, we look at the extra game, um, last um last season obviously there's not the same pressure on us getting promoted and you know getting out of the division this time but um and, and obviously it's not as humiliating because it's not to our local uh, our local rivals but um that kind of kicked us on and I, and i think with the mistakes that we've been making in the um in the last few weeks but kind of getting away with it results wise um maybe this can um be a be a sort of kick up the backside really to say, right, this needs to stop now and we need to find a way for it to stop and we can try and kick on maybe.
3: Yeah, I think just to pick up on something that was said earlier that links into what Finn said there about, you know, I said the warning signs went there. That was maybe a bit wrong of me to say. There were some warning signs there, like Ameson and Watts both made slight mistakes against Portsmouth, but to that extent, no. When I said the warning signs went there, I mean, we did come up against a team who tried to play counter-attacking like Pompey did and we largely handled it well because we kept our cool, we kept our nerve and, and we passed the ball uh, out and we didn't let them get much time on the ball. Uh, whereas today that was the total opposite. And, and I and I'd still think, you know, and, and I'll try and make this the last time I mentioned the point, if we hadn't have, um, gone completely long ball, we would have played our way back into the game because we had our two best chances of the game uh, for Mare and Camara. I know we had the one at nil-nil for Telford. Crikey. Imagine if that had gone in, we'd have won the lot, but our two best chances of the game, Probably came. Jeff got us a fair chance. The goal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. That that's a fair comment. So our our two of our best free chances of the game came uh, at that two nil down point right before we eventually before we did a full one eighty gear switch, if you like, and changed that style. So I think yes, there is a lot to moan about defending today. Yes, there were rams full of mistakes and what have you. But if we'd have just kept the ball and kept our normal style of play going. Would we have lost that game five one? I think no. Maybe we wouldn't have even lost the game at all because we were showing signs of getting back into it. And if it had, if we had, have played our normal game and you know maybe lost two one or three one or three two something like that, that would at least be a lot more respectable. We wouldn't be sit here, we wouldn't be sat here ranting on the podcast now. We'd be thinking just, oh, you know, you win some, you lose some, it happens. But the fact that we've lost oh, so embarrass, embarrassingly and humiliatingly is why we're here, why we're on this podcast right now. And I think that, for me. Goes down to completely abandoning our shape and our style when it all went a bit wrong, which I deeply regret that we did. I mean, the the, the change we had so many changes. We
2: I remember coming out for the second half and trying to work out what the lineup was, um, and the thing was, so too low changes. went low went settle. quite all in on the the direct plan on the let's play it long at time and made all his subs and it wasn't just that he'd made all the subs is that all he had left midfield midfield wise was Edwards um fauna mayor more and that's very weird midfield setup, particularly a 3-4-3. um and but 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 that meant the you know he couldn't row back he couldn't for example put can change conor grant's position around to you know change where we're going to play the game because obviously he's is off the pitch um and you know, it's, but 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 then, but the, why he went all in on that half time? I don't understand because Newbury really struggled. This I think he did. I say he won two out of sixteen headers. Was
1: it, yeah, was it no, two out of eleven headers, something like that. And then he two made out eight
3: out of twelve. Two out of twelve. Two
1: out of twelve, made yeah. out of 12 and made um and lost the ball passes. seventeen
2: times. Yeah, made eight passes, but lost the ball seventeen times which just, like, so his control was poor. He Fleetwood dominated him in the air. I, I think the 12 is incorrect to be honest because I know the way they count aerial duels isn't quite the same. Um, and you're I, you're I don't necessarily blame him because sometimes you can come up against defences that just know how to do that. We've had defences that have been able to deal with a target man before. Um, but, but the problem was that having seen that hadn't worked for 30 minutes in the first half, we went all in on it in the second half and it didn't work even more. Mm. You know?
1: I, I think from the start, really, from the start, um, we were kind of puzzled as to not the setup, but why the setup had been why it is. And I'm sure, like, the, I think the problem is is that Low hasn't got very much wrong, um, really, tactically, to be honest, in the time that he's been at the club. And that's, um, you know. Uh, kind of good thing to have but at, at the end of the day like when we when we set up wrong we always seem to get trounced <laughs> like Exeter today um I can think of um Colchester you know it's just so when when we have bad performances they're really bad and when we have good performances they're really good um and there doesn't seem to be much in between to be honest
2: on on to then sort of the second half and I, I well, we lost the second half two one and ended it with ten men. And I know it doesn't look like some kind of moral victory, but to be honest, Argyle defended, particularly the back three, defended considerably better in the second half. When you look at granted we concede two goals, those two goals come mm-hmm. from again a horrific piece of what is byron moore doing for that fifth goal i I just just clear it but a horrific mistake there and then a free kick in that new and wutton failed to both them allow their man to get the run home at the front post in terms of actually playing through our defense didn't the only time they got through was again when we had players upfield for a for a free kick that got cleared away, and then Moore gave the ball away on the halfway line, and they counted. We ended up with some like Fauna at right back and Hardy at left back, sort of thing. When the defense was set, they were much better. Canavan did a much better job. He got in, he won the ball, he won headers, he poked the ball away, he got tight to Madden, and just as a defense, we got in, we defended better. The couple of times got in behind, we made some good clearances. So I, that that shows me that you know, like Canavan should have started from the beginning because as a team, we just we just defended better, which is why it's all the more frustrating that his second yellow at the end yeah. means that now we can't start against, um, uh, against Peterborough. And yeah. To be honest, I'll, be, I'll be putting Ames in there because I think he's the next best leader because I'm not even looking at defense capability at this point because Apoku was crap in his first game in the center of defense against Wigan. But since then has demonstrated that he's competent enough. He's skilled enough to actually play defensively in the middle of the back. My concern has always been and remains more than anything. His leadership is, you know, marshalling that defence, putting people into position, I just don't see it at all. He plays too individually.
3: But then and- then the trouble is, Nick, if you if you do that, if you put Aamson in the middle, which, yes, I can see the case for that, but you have to put watson in the right centre-back, who would have been... Uh, he was pretty shocking today when he came on.
2: I didn't think he was pretty sure. He made one very good clearance. He, I've, I've, I've Honestly, this is just like splitting hairs at this point, because, like I say, Canavan aside, who I thought did well, even then he got himself sent off and had one bad moment defensively, um, I, I think it, like go on,
1: it was just, um, you know, from the whole team today, you know, it was just a, one of those performances to get. I mean, you talk about Wooten and uh, Nubles on the front post. Well, Nuble on the front post is usually excellent, so you know, like, and then you've just got people giving the ball away, um, and, uh, and it's just all over the place, but I think we we we've now we we can take this and now really start to but i, I and also I didn't watch all the games, so maybe I'm coming out here more of a sort of i don't know I just hope now because if if what the gist of what danny Mayer was 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 saying is that that we are we're- we're aiming for playoffs this season well that needs to change pretty quickly then does isn't it um and it's not an expectation for me, but if it's an expectation from the players then it you know, we do need to kind of come up with a solution pretty quickly and hopefully we can kind of just I don't know, come up with a with a with an alternative solution, really. Because I think when we come up against these kinds of teams, like you say, we very often struggle.
3: I I think what, what is what where the difficult thing is is finding a solution, is there can't be just one solution because there isn't just one big problem. There's a lot no. of little problems that all come and go. I mean let's look at all the little problems. Yes we do worse against counter attacking teams but we play 4-3-3, but we know we can fix that, like we did against Pompey. Other, another problem is the little individual errors, like from Watts, uh, Ainsen, Mike Cooper. Well, they're all quite big, isn't it, maybe? And we know we can fix that because we did have a good run of games around October, early November, where those errors are not being made. <coughs> so, you know, we know we can fix the counter-attacking issue, but we don't always do so. We know we can fix the individual errors, but we don't always do so. Playing away from home, you know, I think that a lot of that is covered by the other, by the other uh, stuff. A lot of the reasons why we haven't won away from home is covered by the other stuff I've mentioned. And we did, you know, not in the league, but in the cup at Charlton, put in a pretty excellent away performance, which we very much restricted them to minimal chances and, and, and got the win um, for, for a good, well-taken counter-deckoned goal. So, We know we can fix all of these problems. None of these problems are irredeemable. We don't have any one big, gaping, unfixable problem. It's just a lot of little problems. Little problems of individual errors. Little problems of playing against counter-attacking teams. Little problems playing away from home. Can we fix that? Yes, I I really think we can. I think we've got to fix it by holding our nerve. Not having any of these, if you like, petulant stubs early on in the game um, that, that actually do more harm than good. And by... Yes, when we can do bringing Canavan back in. I think now I'm, I did argue against it. Um, I think now I'm, I'm pretty sold when we can do, when he, you know, in, unless we keep a clean sheet without him on Tuesday, which would be unlikely, but who knows if we do, I might reconsider. I mean, you know
2: what's coming now, don't you?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, you know, bring, bringing at least leadership in, um, maybe Canavan, yeah. maybe Apes in the middle, but bring, bringing at least leadership in when we I can mean, do so.
1: The, the one thing that we can say is that on the whole, this is, um, well, we still haven't lost two in a row under low in any competition. Um,
3: it would be a very good bloody time to keep that record going away to. Yeah. that. that would be a yeah. lovely time to keep that record going. Yeah.
1: And, and and to be honest with you we have the capac- we have the talent in this side to be able to 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 turn over peterborough in, in if we if we can cut out these errors, I think we can give him a good game but
3: they're a funny team as well aren't they under under Ferguson they've always been a funny team they've always been a team kind of like us who are, when they're at the best are kind of like us under the low, when they're at the best are a beautiful free flowing team but like us on the low, they are very much prone to uh to a big defeat out of nowhere, aren't they, they, they have yeah. been known to have they've, they've been known to have your yeah. unexpected 3-0 defeat or 3-1 defeat so saying all this as angry and pissed off as I am after that performance it still wouldn't totally shock me at all if Lowe put a rocket up their jack and we went up and won 3-1 at Peterborough on Tuesday it wouldn't stop me one bit I'm not necessarily going to predict it but mm. it's well within our reach to do that because like I say this, these problems are not unfixable
2: yeah um, I mean like you say we just, I mean, just going back to a deflected, Say that deflection off Ameson goes healthily over the bar, I mean...
3: Or if that Telford chance goes in in the second bloody minute but put 1-0 up. I mean, OK, well, I know it very
2: sounds like we're clutching at straws, but, I mean, games do turn on moments like this. Getting the lead and holding on can be a thing. I'm not saying we go on to win, but just... Like, I mean, just Cooper gets two hands on that so much of that was avoidable. This, if that <sighs> I'd in, rather it all hard. happen in one game than it be drip, drip, drip throughout a number of games. Agreed. Except it has been drip, drip, drip throughout a number of games. So that doesn't even apply. Like, why is Kel Watts jumping with his arms up in front of him from a corner? I, I, God knows yeah. that. Just
1: like, yeah, uh, but what you would hope is that that it's good that it's come earlier in the season. Stop of, being positive, well, Finn.
2: I want to feel
1: the I, anger. I, okay. Give I,
2: in to your hate.
1: I am. Um, I am. I'm very disappointed. And, 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 and these good things... Uh, good. <laughs> 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 uh, no, but I am honestly very disappointed. I'm just trying to look at it as, well, not rose-tinted glasses as such, but Use I Use
2: your hate, boy. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm channeling Emperor Palpatine for those yeah. Yeah, Those who haven't got that one yet? <laughs> um,
1: I, I, I'm just trying to look at it like it's 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 a bad defeat, but it's not as bad as like it seemed. If we can turn it round, um, now if we go and get thrashed again by Peterborough on Tuesday, then we have got a problem, haven't we?
3: Can I raise a question? I'm related. Dom Telford—is he running out of chances? It's the same problem. Like, I, for me, I've have given up
2: on Telford. And you know that I've liked Telford since he came in, um, hampered by injuries last season, which didn't help him. Felt sorry from there. But fundamentally, I as Luke Jeff got showed—I'm not saying Jeff got bad at other forms of build-up play—but as Luke Jeff got showed, it it means nothing. Being able to get into good attacking positions, um, you know, be quite smart about build up playing you know positioning yourself and laying the ball off and winning free kicks if you fluff every single big chance you have telford could be on 10 for the season if he could finish like jeff got that's no exaggeration he played yeah. a lot less than jeff got yeah, it is ridiculous this guy is getting himself into so many good goal scoring positions like he had one against portsmouth didn't he that he side for or was it portsmouth yeah. i think I think it, uh, it was against
3: Swindon. He had one. I can't. Well,
2: Swindon, yeah, I remember a ball
3: across, and he gets a half touch on it. Oh yeah, well, he, he could have Charlton, didn't he, when he came off the bench against Charlton? I'm sure. That yeah. Charlton. That was the last. I think I he
1: also think. had a couple of half chances, maybe against Shrewsbury as well. Like where the ball. He did. Final...
2: He had no. I wouldn't even say half chance. A huge chance against Shrewsbury. Don't yes. forget, he oh, needed to knock it over the keeper. Oh, he slammed oh, him. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot the um, Wimbledon, uh, he heads just wide. Leighton Orient, he misses two really good chances, including one clean through, albeit wide. Um, Cheltenham, I know we're talking to cup territory, but Cheltenham, he missed a brilliant chance, put it wide. Um, like, I mean, these are big chances. And you look at some of the half chances that Jeff got scoring
1: yeah yeah and at the end of the day like we can say oh that's the reason why they're this level but not premier league level and whatever but the job of strikers quintessentially is to score goals so
2: can't keep missing them. we had two today don't forget because he had a near post header that he just need to glance but instead got too much on and put it
3: very wide and he had that other one about near it yeah. yeah 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 the other one yeah sorry near the end of the first half you're right that's what you mean yeah so it's it's I like him a lot in everything up to the finish. A lot of people on Twitter maybe will be, be just tr- treat him like he's some kind of joke player. Like he's just, oh, you know, ha-ha, like a, you know, Craig Sutherland, sort of Ronan Murray, that level of player, like, you know, or Zach Rudden even. And he's really not because he does every Oh, he's right such a Rudden. <laughs> no, but Rudden Misses doesn't... every chance that comes his way. enough yeah, Rudden scored okay, yeah. him last season, don't forget. To that extent, yes. But Rudden Rudd at least was, was crap in all aspects of his play. Telford did everything right until the finish. And the finish, he keeps messing up. And it breaks because I want to stick up for him. I want to defend him because he does have a lot of good points about him. But those are just outweighed by his total inability to finish. And it's becoming
1: But, so but frustrating. It is also worth saying that I was, other than Jeff Cott, who's finished their chances this season, really, like that has been given to them. Like Not many people yeah. have.
3: And like then Hardy that. has offered
2: more creatively than... Talbot yeah, doesn't. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true.
3: Yeah, that's... um. But Jeff got now on seven for the six. course, it had to be Jeff got, didn't it? Of course it did. Jeff got well, now on seven for the six. Honestly,
1: we're probably in danger. If we don't lock them down in January, we're probably in danger of someone coming in for him in January at this rate. And well, then... I, yeah, you're right. I mean, we, we can cross that bridge if it comes to it, but what happens then? <laughs>
2: Uh, we no, spend a lot of money how, on a right? very good League 2 striker who comes to us and completely flops. That's what happens then.
3: Probably. We sign a oh,
2: striker version of Danny Mayer. That's not to say Danny Mayer's flopped, but I mean the goal assist return. Owen
1: yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, oh, Doyle's got to be a good candidate for that. Yeah, Owen Doyle, yeah. Doyle,
2: yeah. sign ourselves Owen Doyle. Yeah. Maybe.
1: But anyway, yeah. Again, that's that's hypothetical. But it, we 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 just we need to put chances away. Like you can't not create chances and then not put them away. What's the point? They don't but, go but back but more, more
2: importantly. We need to stop giving away absolutely Yeah, we we handed them goals today. We absolutely handed it to them in our lineup, but more importantly in the, the number the volume and the quality of the mistakes that you got to give to them. They were top quality mistakes. Byron Moore! What were you doing? I just oh my god. He's not the first person to do that as well. I remember George Cooper doing that against Shrewsbury as I remember. I um
1: I I mean this is the million dollar question and I guess is why we're on the podcast. How do we score more goals and how do we how do we stop conceding so many silly ones?
3: I I think they can so many silly ones we've kind of covered to the point of you know, individual mistakes, not abandoning our style of play so much. Because I honestly feel, I know I said I wouldn't mention it again, but I am seeing as you've asked that question. If we'd have just kept on earth and kept playing broadly as we were and hadn't kind of thrown the toys out the pram, if you like, after 11 or 12 minutes, we'd probably be sitting here with maybe a 3-1 defeat or maybe even a maybe even a 2-2 draw. Because we we were getting back into the game, we were getting control of the game, and and that was it. The brakes have screeched. So I think that is part of it. I think the individual mistakes have got are going to be part of it, and maybe that will be resolved by putting a leader back into the middle. So there yeah. are things we can do, and I've got yeah. to say, as much as I wouldn't put McCormick in for keeper, for 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 keeper, <laughs> ah, here we go. Put McCormick in for Cooper. The one benefit of doing so is nobody talks more than McCormick, and I'm not sure. Hi-ya. Right, but... Hi-ya. Hi-ya.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is sorry. This is something that's coming to my head, which I forgot to mention. We're, and particularly in the second half, when we went to that 3-4-3, three, three, we only had two centre mids. Peter uh, Fleetwood had three. So all that happened was, one player would run beyond the two, and they'd wait for the gap to open because two can't mark three. It's, that's a passing drill. That's literally a passing drill. Then they'd play it through. And because they
3: had three up front, it's not like any of the defenders could come up to deal with it. Can I have one more little moan before before we wrap up? I Fauna. He's just not good enough, is he? He's a boy playing in a man's game, I think, sadly. He he was, in his first few games, you know, a bit anonymous, not very involved, but at least he had a baseline level of capability. Last few games, uh, including today when he came off the bench, he's just been so anonymous. And when he does get involved, it's often to make mistakes and to be out-muscled. has probably got some level of technical ability about him, for sure. But he just looks like a boy playing a man's game. I think McLeod, when he's fit, has got to come back in. I put I put Grant at the end. Do you again. think he's not physical enough? Is
2: in, is that what you said? What do you mean by I just want to confirm what you mean by boy playing a man's no, game? Not, I think that's no, no,
3: not not just not physical enough. Look, he looks like a, a i mean maybe an aspect of that. so you to,
2: do think he's not physical enough? He said well, not
3: just. Well, what, primarily, I think he looks like a little boy lost on the pitch. He doesn't. No, I
2: disagree. He
3: doesn't get. Involved. I don't think
2: he looks. Lo- I just. I think. I think he's lacking the match experience. So I can sort of see the comparison he's also, there.
1: He's also. I, I said this like. This this last week, like he's in the unfortunate position that he's a yo- he's a young player with very little experience in the English league in front of a young defence.
2: Yeah, not just that a young defence is being hit time after time on the counter because we push every other player upfield. Yeah, which is uh, why you need that experience, that leadership, the ability to know when to press, when not. Like I say, those two positions—the central of the, center, the back three and the defensive mid—are so important, particularly in a game like this, because they're going to come under pressure, and there needs to be a one-level communication, and there just wasn't. Right. It was too many individuals. It's okay, the last the question.
3: Really last,
2: no, last question before
3: we go. What? Are you, who's your lineup for Peaceborough? Sam, quickly. Cooper. Um, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm still gonna say Amos in the Poku watch just because. I think Ames could do a bit of leadership from the right centre back, and we weren't so bad in previous games. So I'm gonna maybe against my better judgment, aim to the poker watts, I'll say Cooper, Ames and the Watts, Connor Grant in DCM. McLeod definitely deserves another shot, but he gets fit, but he's clearly not matched fit yet. So Connor Grant, DCM, play like we did maybe at Hull with, with you know Grant and Cameron and mayor more attacking. I'd go Grant, Cameron, May as the midfield free in some permutation. Uh, because, as I said, we were worse after the changes. So I'd go Grant, Camera, Mayor in some permutation. I'd put our best player back in at left wing back, uh, George Cooper. And I'd put Byron Moore over the right wing back. And I would, go, of course, go after today, Jeffcott and Hardy up front. Finn? Uh,
1: Cooper, um, Apoku, Watts, Ameson, Grant, Camera, uh, George Cooper, uh, Joe Edwards, uh, Danny Mayor, Hardy, Jeffcott.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, I'll be. Because I've wanted this sort for ages, I'll be having Ameson in the middle because he and Canavan the two. We saw a bit from Ameson last year, don't forget when he played in the middle. He and Canavan the two players that I really trust to act as a leader in that back three. Wooten never inspired. I, I didn't see the communication there enough from him at all. And also, I worry about him in the air because one of the key things, very often you have to deal with balls in the air. Um, but one thing I'm very keenly aware of is that. Sreaky Dembele, They're, he's going to play oh, at front two for oh, Peterborough. He's yeah, completed... Oh. Danny Mayer is the second most dribbles, I think, in the league. Or ahead of this game.
1: Uh, uh, yeah.
2: it, it, uh, like 40. And Dembele's yeah. at like 80.
1: 84. That guy's like fast
2: and a damn good dribbler. So, you know, Apoku. Uh, maybe it's that we end up with a left back, a left footer, a left back and a left centre back and right centre back. It, it's not out of the question. It's like we've never played a, like Gary saw at right back, don't forget, back in 2017. It's not the end of the world, is it? But I would be probably putting a Poku there on the right or whatsoever you want to balance it. Because we need that, speed
3: against oh so, so you would still play the same three, nick as, as... i
2: don't mind a poker as a defense i didn't like him against uh wigan i'll tell you that much i was horrified against wigan but i didn't mind him against lincoln i thought he did well i thought the scramble defense was good um that, that is last ditch defense i don't mind him in a back three i just do not like him nor did i really like watts for that matter I didn't see the communication levels there, you know, and in particular with them four are ahead of them at that point, or even Grant, because Grant's not that vocal as a defensive player. I mean, I, 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 I want leadership just, back there.
1: Just quickly, I've always said like, like completely like, uh, sort of a fantasy signing with no sort of thinking behind it. If there's one player that I could sign just for his pure talent would be Suriki, then Leo Malay. Messi. Well, Leo Messi in League One. Yeah, Leo Messi, but in League One, Siriki Dembele like is is yeah, I'm not looking forward to that.
3: Player. He's a great player. I, I think that idea of a Poku as the right centre back just to deal with his threat is maybe not a bad one. So I think we're all agreed we would play that back three. It's just in what in watch permutation. Yeah, then
2: I'm going for Edwards and center defense mix again. I want that lead I want that core stable leadership. So Aimson behind Edwards, just just for the organization, because we're going to come under counter-attacking pressure.
3: I think so. so score predictions and I guess is the
2: only thing that left is left to be said. Go on, how negative are we going? Finn first, I'm, he'll be positive.
3: Let's end on a negative.
1: It's
3: uh, like Fraser loves. one all. I'm, so, um, I'm going to be in between the two. Of you. I'm going to say a, a better in, improved performance and a fighting 2-1 defeat.
2: I'm going 2-0 or 3-1. I can't make up my mind, but a two-goal win for Peterborough based on the fact that we don't keep clean sheets away from home. We don't win away from home. And Peterborough sure as hell do win. Have Peterborough lost at home yet? today uh, oh they have one loss <laughs> today today yes there we go yeah. <laughs> okay th- that changes things slightly then. Um, but still i'll i think i'll go to 0 no, i think that's where i'm going this has been green and white thanks so much for listening and hopefully venting frustration punching walls through that um dear god let's hope that next week's podcast is better <laughs> Thanks you all so much for listening goodbye,
1: goodbye. Bye.
0: by fans.